Welcome to the Innovative Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Leslie Horn, Brett Crandall, and Claire Olilla. We're here to make your life easier as a real estate developer and teach you everything we've learned about designing and building innovative homes, multifamily, and mixed-use structures. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, trainings, and Q&A segments so you can learn from our years of experience and make your innovative vision a reality. Welcome back to another episode, podcast family. We are back with the most popular style of episode, another client case study. And we just, we love highlighting our clients. It's so fun to bring on um, some really cool people that we've gotten to connect with doing big things out here in innovative real estate. And so we know that you're loving it too. We've got our client JT King on today with Royal Home and Royal Container. We've got We're going to have two project highlights for you, which Brooke will get into in a minute, but just want to let you know that any links throughout this episode, you can find them down below. If you want to get in touch with us, if you want to learn more about JT and what he's up to, if you want to see the designs that we're going to be talking about, all those links are down below and we're stoked to get into this conversation. Brooke, let's kick it off with the project highlights, plural of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Heading on down to one of my favorite Midwestern cities, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, spent a lot of time there passing through. It's a gateway to the rest of the country, but that's where we're working on a couple of projects with JT. So we'd like to highlight two projects, one of which we've covered in the past, but it's okay. We'll do it again. Um, it is, uh, it's actually two different construction types for two different projects. And we'll get into a little bit more of that and the history of this project, um, as we talk to JT later, but, um, one is a container based project, um, that we are affectionately referring to as the Royal container. And that is a 1600 square foot. So if you divide that by 320 square feet, which is a container, eight by 40, uh, that gives you five containers. So it's a five container, two story home. Uh, it's very, very efficient and it's planning. It is a three bedroom, two and a half bath configuration. And the main level is mostly open concept, kitchen, living, dining. And then we have the Royal Home Project, which is um, not coincidentally, uh, almost an exact carbon copy of my house that I'm building here in Detroit. The doors and windows um, and the roof pitch and overhangs have all been reconfigured based on its actual context and location um, because it faces a different direction than my home here in Detroit. So obviously our openings are going to shift, but the layout remains largely the same with the one exception that I have a double height living space in mine, whereas in the Royal Home, they opted to build out a floor in that space and add a very large bedroom. Um, in that space. So the Royal Home comes in at 1,800 square feet, all said and done, and that is a four-bedroom, two-full-bath layout. So Royal Home, Royal Container, Fort Wayne. Now it is my absolute pleasure to introduce a collaborator, a developer, slash builder, slash craftsman, and dare I say, turned friend, JT King. So JT, welcome to the show today. Hey, welcome. Whoa. I don't know how to even reply to that intro. So thank you guys so much. It's It's been an absolute pleasure so far working with you guys. This is, it's like family. So it's been nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we're happy to have met your acquaintance. So we'll get into the project that we're collaborating on here in a little bit. Yeah. But um, I just I just want to throw you the mic for, for a minute here. Um, I'm sure you can give a little bit of your background. Um, 
But I'm really interested, like when, when we say someone's a developer and I, you mm-hmm. know, blame Leslie for this too, like no one gets out of bed one day and is like, you know what, I'm going to be a developer. No, there's usually <laughs> like a, a path that you did not expect that ends you here. And so mm-hmm. you have now taken this title and you're doing it in Fort Wayne and I know other areas as well. So give us a little bit of the background, the lead up to how you ended up a developer yourself. Yeah, I think uh, it's been uh, 35 years coming, honestly, and working for uh, a lot of different companies uh, in the construction field, uh, fire truck company that would be steel, steel fabrication, and then actually working for a new home builder as well there in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And uh, just through those skill sets, I think uh, I learned a lot about you know what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, and learning about what's what's good to build what's not good to build and different builders and so kind of just formulating that together uh uh, after 35 years of uh trial and error i think that's when you're probably ready to start even dabbling in it uh just because there's a lot more in the background than people realize uh when it comes to development and honestly i feel like a lot of development is hey i'm going to take the hard things that you don't want to do i'm going to do them and make sure they're done well and organized well and I feel like a lot of it comes down to that sometimes because a lot of people don't like to work with municipalities or other things in that such and figuring out how to get those different municipalities and people to talk together is can be very difficult because the brain thinks very differently sometimes. Uh, and so it's been very neat to watch this project come together in Fort Wayne uh, through that. You know, JT, it's really a unique project that you've been asked by the, by the, we just, simply say no. this is what's how it's come about and i mean you've been actually asked to do this by the municipality and so explain here how we got involved and how we got involved with 50% of your project yeah yeah so the cool news was back in february we took a team uh from fort wayne up to you guys and also a couple other uh collaborators in detroit to see different typologies of homes and it was just so good to be in three squared because you guys were just seamless in your production of everything. It was well curated. People knew where to go to. They understood when they left what you guys did. Uh, that was amazing. And that really was the kickoff, if I'm being honest with you. Without that tour, without them physically seeing it, uh, touching it, uh, I really don't think it would have launched. And mm. uh, I just got lucky because I was the one that took them there for that. And they were like, hey, you're the developer. I'm like, what's that? Just kidding, obviously, but <laughs> obviously kidding. But but it was it was just so good. To, and it, for me, I got so encouraged because twenty five people going up in a party bus uh, and and no, not partying. Just to be very clear, <laughs> but I I really I'll be honest. That was actually curated. That's something I thought of because COVID separated us a lot. And I was like, hey, we're gonna get together and we're gonna network for two and a half hours up there and two and a half hours back. And it worked very well. And people, there was a lot of connections that I'm not even involved in on that trip that came out of that and city connections uh, that helped a lot of uh, NGOs as well. So it's, uh, I think uh, I have a friend named Wes Jackson and his theme that he talks about is I want to complement or complete, not compete. And so that's something that has been now stuck in my mind because we don't need competition right now in the industry. We need collaboration. So the city asked you to take on four projects. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, four home project. And, and the scope of that project is to kind of see 
different building typologies, whether it be the structure, uh, you know, that can be tech, that can be energy efficiency, mm -hmm. but really we're on this one specifically, we're looking at the structures a lot, whether it be using containers or shield panels, which are SIP panels. And so uh, that's just been really neat to see that start to come together because we're going to really show the real data of what that looks like. Uh, and yep. we don't ha have an end goal of, of, of what we want to show. We're just showing the facts. Well, I think that's amazing because you also have two other building types that you're doing simultaneously. That's correct. Yep. We have uh, a place out of Napanee doing another typology and then a modular builder out of Indianapolis. That's, that's correct. Perfect. Yep. I, you know, yeah. and, and we are so excited to see the end results. And I know it's it's going to be a lot of, you know, the research, a lot of numbers, just a lot of mm -hmm. facts. And we're actually truly honored to be a part of at least 50% of them, the two. Um, and, you know, we're just, we, we know that we're going to thrive. I mean, you're those two, and based on some other projects we're working with you on, I think, I, I believe you're really heading off on the right foot in Fort Wayne. And Honestly, I think you're setting new standards. Thank you so much. And and I just want to also just be so thankful to the city of Fort Wayne because they really took this quite seriously and really listened to uh, when Brett came down and gave a good presentation on container homes. They really listened and, and did something about it. And I really personally did not push them a lot on that. It was just getting the good information to them. And they they ran with it and they've already, you know, changed some of the ordinances to create a high standard of container home in Allen County uh, in the city of Fort Wayne. So it's it's neat to see what they're really doing and and they really want progress in Fort Wayne. It's cool. It it's really yeah. exciting. I, I mean, I'll, I'll touch on that. I'll also commend Fort Wayne because. Yeah. And I think pushing the envelope of innovation I don't necessarily go Fort Wayne, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, I know. So it's a, I know. It's a smaller Midwest town that Same, you know, a lot of people <laughs> think is you know kind of sleepy. But if you go there and you see the kind of developments that they are pushing wow. right now, um, I mean, they are they're really like they they're you know forcing Columbus to try and keep up with them for Indianapolis to try to keep up with them. This project is fascinating. I mean to showcase four wildly disparate construction types, different designs with different architects, mm -hmm. different teams, different manufacturing processes behind them, all in a row, so that they can show the general public what the future of housing could potentially look like in a city like Fort Wayne is astounding. Um, and I think that that's a good case to make as we start to endeavor in other cities be like hey you guys want to be behind fort wayne because they're killing it right now and you guys got some <laughs> yeah. catching up right that's a huge shout out to the community development everybody on community development has been unbelievably fantastic about their job and really actually care about the local community which is so nice to see it's so nice to see and acknowledgement so. of the ridiculousness of these processes yes i mean they were yes, the first that's a great point like, we are our own red tape. Yeah. Don't we navigate cutting through this and give mm -hmm. JT the tools that he needs to actually navigate this process? Because yeah, that's it's, what kills, I'm going to say, half of our projects. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other half well, is budgetary things, but just the red tape in this yeah. industry is soul crushing. Yeah. And it'll be exciting in the future to talk about the way that they're 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 really looking to change some ordinances. So it's 
it's really neat. And they're, they're setting a precedent. Um, yeah, I would say for a high standard container build and other homes too, as well. So, you know, when you learn about more of the regulations and why they're there in the city, you see, okay, it's really nice that they're protecting us from a lot of things we don't understand. Yeah. So, you know, we, we forget about that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I do completely agree. I mean, codes exist not only as a bare minimum, but it is to protect the health, safety, and welfare of the general public. I mean, that's huge, but the road was paved with good intention. And sometimes these rules (laughs) are their own worst enemy and then they just snowball. And then you have so many rules and regulations. You can't, you can't get anything done. I mean, correct. There's that? that happy medium. Yeah, I, we see that all over yep. the place where it's like, we need housing. We're going to stop yeah. you from developing housing. I'm like, okay, which one is it? I, I mean, let's yeah. pick one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's what's been so nice here. And it's it's been so neat to see and great to have three squared throughout the from beginning end to end. So you guys can also see that whole process as well with the new developers that you guys partner alongside of like you have with me. Mm-hmm. Because the truth of the matter is without you guys, there I couldn't have handled the heavy lifting for a four home project without uh, a solid architectural team on the two of the four homes. Like it's not possible for, for the size of my company right now. It's not possible. JT, this, this learning curve of yours. um, I mean, it's been like, it's like this, it's been almost a straight edge going up, but it's been, it has been awesome to see, see your learning process from it. And as a result of it also now being looked at, as an expert in the community. And now more people in the community are coming out and talking to you. Um, But let's kind of take one other little sidestep here and talk about your capital Mm -hmm. stack, because oftentimes, you know, Mm -hmm. that's like, that's besides, you know, the red tape, that's like, that's a deal killer. And you had to be prepared. I mean, not only are you just doing one, but also there was some funds involved, some home funds, but a lot of it, you know, you, you had to put up front. I mean, tell us a little bit about part of that journey and and how you navigated through that, just your capital stack and getting these, these four homes funded. So another thing I would say as a developer is everybody thinks it's so fancy to do the front end stuff, uh, but they forget to say you don't get paid till it's ready and done. <laughs> so, so as of right now, we've talked about mm-hmm. all the fun stuff, the busy and everything, but that's all been pro bono so far. So, mm-hmm. but that's part of the, that's part of the deal. And that's part of the thing you have to do, especially a new developer that you have to prepare for. And the only way I could do that is having, honestly, for this personal project, it was family uh, that was able to help me because I, I came back from living overseas. I have no funds, uh, personal. I don't have a massive capital stack of my own. Um, and so, uh, yeah, through this project with the city, it's using a program called the Home Funds. It's a federal program uh, that gives grants uh, to cities. Uh, and you you can look into that. But long story short, um, they give it for ideas, uh, implications that will help with the housing crisis. So Fort Wayne, brought this to me. I had never heard about it before personally um, and said, hey, can we build through this? And we looked at the scope of the project. We looked at uh, what we could, you know, because with the government, there's regulations and all the fun stuff that goes into that and tons and tons of paperwork and signing up for sams.org and all the things that's not flashy and not fun and 60 pages of paperwork and applications and applications. But um, through that, we're able to... uh, um, do this by getting this project reimbursed. So long story short, um, the way this works is uh, I have to buy the project myself, 
fund, fund it myself, but then the city reimburses it uh, because the city will own it in the end. And so at the end of it, uh, you have to have a qualified buyer with certain regulations. And so uh, I have a very good friend of mine that works at Habitat for Humanity. His name is Jeff Bredemeyer, a uh, great, great friend of mine. And he, we talked through this and they already have qualified tr- uh, um, educated home buyers. And so we met with the, with the local uh, CEO of uh, Habitat and he loved the idea. Uh, and we are, have now signed an MOU with uh, Habitat. And so they're going to provide the home buyers for this project. So they apply and they only, I believe, had 19 homes, uh, but 24 uh, homeowners. So we'll get up to 23 this year. Uh, and so that's exciting as well. So it's, it's, it's a very, I would not recommend this. This is, it's, it's, it's pretty complex and we can, uh, because it's, it's not for the lighthearted, uh, mm-hmm. To try to navigate all this, you need, you need an attorney, you need legal help. Uh, you, you need to really have a team around you. I have a very good GC. I have a very good uh, uh, land acquisition real, realtor. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people that make this go. Um, and uh, so I just want to also say that in the background as well. Yeah. So um, would you say that Breck is on speed dial? Breck and Jill on speed dial with huh. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's why Breck had to. He's like, I think JT calls me so much. I better figure out how to be his friend because <laughs> this would make it so much easier. <laughs> so no, but that's been the that's been the neat thing because like even going and learning together, like I've been able to have the privilege to learn with you guys and mm-hmm. see a whole nother realm of three squared of seeing the teamwork that's not just in the office but passes through when you're outside and representing your company. It's it's just above par. It's so nice. It's so nice. Well, so. I appreciate that. And and I know Breck, you have other questions, but I and I also want to ask that you know you're creating as a developer your formula. I mean, this is what you you are starting to build out. Your this is your education, your tuition, all about becoming a developer. And so, do you think in the next like five projects? And I'm not talking. I'm talking about this. These four units being one. Your next one, which we know what's rolling out, the 38. Um, if, with five sets of projects, do you feel like then you'll be on your way with setting your formulas and who you are and your brand? Do you think it's going to take a little longer, or do you think it's just formulating as you go? I think a lot of it is formulating as you go, but with a very clear direction of what it is, because. Uh, yeah, I would say that would be what I would say to that. And, and yeah, uh, the team that you build will allow you to do that faster. Oh, um, agreed. and so that's really key for my, my key is who I have around me. I love that. And, and I think you've done a fantastic job of that. Both of you guys with mm-hmm. the team that you've built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope that's why you're able to work. Firing developer whoever existed is listening to this conversation right now, because you could just give me a checklist of the team that you need in order to accomplish these things. Because as you know, and as we have learned, this industry is all about who you know, but who you know is contingent on your core values, how you carry yourself, and most importantly, communication. And so what I would say about this team and about this project is that the communication has honestly been refreshing. That has been like my theme in working with you and with the city of Fort Wayne has been refreshing. Yeah. 
kind of, you know, reignited my faith in the building and construction industry a little bit just because of common courtesy. Mm. I can't tell you how many developers Mm. we Mm. work with who just, once they're done with you, they don't give you the time of day. They're not going to respond to your emails. They're not going to respond to your invoices. It's inconveniencing them. But, you know, (laughs) careful what you ask for, JT, because when I get booked, uh, you'll be that one phone call I have because (laughs) I know you're going to pick up. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I don't even know if mom and dad will pick up every single time. But I I really appreciated this refreshed communication and just the common courtesy uh, of of sharing these core values and being able to work with one another on this team. So like, you, we talked a little bit about kind of the background of how this project got rolling and got started, but I wanna, I wanna check in with you. You got your cap stack kind of rolling and I know it's an ongoing conversation, never ending compromises, mm-hmm. but let's celebrate some of the milestones that you have achieved through this process. Like where did you start? And where are we at now in the process? And you can kind of project a little bit into the future. What are the next Mm -hmm. steps now that we've reached these milestones? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So this past February, we came to see you guys. uh, And after that, I signed a contract in June. Uh, So which is kind of crazy that it was June and we're almost breaking ground in January. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we did that. And the big the big thing we had to accomplish first before we can even do this whole project was at the time we could not build container home in uh, the city limits. So we had to go in front of the BZA and actually present our case and a lot of data. And we were able to actually get a unanimous vote uh, to go ahead and approve that this project would go through special use. And uh, that is a massive win. Like, I don't... Changing like, the rules. Literally changing it, the rules. It's, Anybody in the construction industry is like, whoa. Anybody outside of it's like, cool. And so, <laughs> like me, I'm like, I'm about ready to like jump up right now in my seat because I'm like, you don't even like, it's crazy. And the three people at the BZA in front of us were like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I don't, you know, this is 12 hour deodorant, but I don't think it's working properly. So, because this is my first time in front of a BZA. So, you want to talk about being challenged right away? I almost threw up, but it's okay. Everything's fine. For those of you who don't know, that's the part they don't see. Means BZA is an acronym that stands for Building and Zoning Administration. It's a hearing that puts you in the hot seat in front of everybody who decides your fate and opens it up for public scrutiny. So that that three letters is a four letter word in our industry. And we're all afraid of it. No one wants yeah. to go through that process. So I and feel funny. I sat through way too many of those. Oh yeah. You're, you're seasoned in that field. That was my first rodeo. So, uh, but it's funny too, because they sit above you as well, like a court setting. So you're just like, I'm, Please, please accept me. I'm just here to, for, for a mere request. Yeah. So no, it was, it was good. And, and I've, yeah, again, Fort Wayne has been very helpful and also helping educate me on some of their specific things that I didn't know about. So uh, sitting down with me and actually educating me. So that's really, really neat. And when JT came to us, he had no gray hair. I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing they don't tell you. No, just kidding. It's like the before and after a presidency where it's like, wow, he looked really good. And then, yeah. Before and after development picks would be an amazing art series. We should. And the the deering with like just, he's not okay. He needs to just take a shower and shave, sir. 
Brock, we can so, for you with building your house too. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. But we will. We will. We got future episodes coming up to give you updates on the Cochrane home. Uh so okay, so we reached the approval stage. Um yes. So we're we're getting mighty close to this real exciting moment, which is breaking ground. Yes. So what yeah. does that timeline look like for you? And what do you anticipate over the coming months? Because we are in the Midwest and we're we're actually having a pretty mild winter all things considered so like i'm under yeah. construction full swing right now because we've only had like you know one or two snows and they've melted by the next morning so we're we're planning to work through winter what's your plan yeah yeah so we are the plan is full steam ahead uh we're just finalizing with one of the other homes that we're building in this in this four home build uh some some finals so we need to just finish that that part of the bid up but we're looking to break ground mid-january so and with the, free, at the same time, is that the plan? Yeah. So that's that's why we have been this is you have seen like kind of this accordion effect where it's like all of a sudden it's like, well, the they're not three squared. So it's a little slower. <laughs> so uh, just I'm just saying. So, uh, so but yeah, so go in the ground at the same time. You said in January. Yeah, because we want to show the real process. We want to show real process. So mm-hmm. we're all starting at the same time. We're all showing kind of what that process looks like. Yep. And so uh, is there a betting pool? Can we take an over under on the timeline of each of the four builds? Uh, hey, absolutely. We'll 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 put the put the link in the in the in the I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> with the, with the asterisk that uh, building timeline is not necessarily tied to building quality. Certainly <laughs> yes. not tied to building quality. So it's like which one finishes first? Yeah. Why? You know, when yeah. you get to walk through that, because that's the ultimate goal, right? Is the the cities always had this mm-hmm. discussion with us since the very beginning that they want this to be a huge event when these four homes are done, that there is a yeah. very large open house where you get to as the general public or a developer, an investor, whoever you are, yes. get to walk through all four of these homes and pass your own judgment based on the quality, the design all the finishes, everything about these homes that we're going to be able to showcase four side by side by side. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. And we're going to do decently similar interiors so that people can really feel out the truth of the, the house. Mm. Uh, because sometimes you walk in, it's like, whoa, that is such an amazing interior. And then you kind of have a subpar one and that yeah. just kind of taints the house. It's so we're really, try- we're, we're really trying to uh, show, show, show the typologies very well. Yeah. Now, building and design is one thing, finishes are another thing, but what about the guts? Like the the actual, mm. you know, the 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 organs of the buildings, are you looking to have comparable systems that drive these homes? So I'm talking about HVAC systems, electrical plumbing, like yeah. are those going to be on par or are you exploring different options specifically for heating and cooling of these different developments? Uh, specifically speaking on that one, I, we're really excited, uh, about, uh, the core that's going to be in home as well, uh, that that will be very different than, uh, our other three homes, uh, except, uh, maybe in the future, we may do the core in the container as well. Just, we haven't gotten that far yet, but mm-hmm. I think the core could be something that could be used in other facets as well. Yeah. And the core I think just it's, a refresher it's very exciting for everyone. And, yes. You know, consolidating the parts of a house that are the most expensive and hardest to build. So the core that we will be installing in JT's Royal home is going to include the kitchen, two bathrooms, 
all of your mechanical space and the staircase that -hmm. will drive the house. So the rest of the walls are just pretty simple walls that you're pulling in wires to do your outlets and switches. But the the meat and potatoes of the house is in the core. And that's what he's Mm -hmm. discussing there. But talk a little bit more about like the actual heating and cooling systems. Like are some of them forced air and some of them are going to be heat pumps? Like are you exploring a range? Yeah. So we, yeah, we're exploring a range. We're going to do one of them will have a heat pump, I believe. And, and then we're going to do gas forced air because that's kind of also the standard of what you would find in some of those in Indiana. So we're trying to show a couple different items in the heating and cooling. So, cause that you don't really see as much. Uh, so it's not a visual point. So that, and we'll have a lot of data on that stuff. So showing like, so if it's not in the house, we'll have the data of what it would be if it, if you, you know, the expense, how much it would cost and then how much you would actually save, whether it be, you know, if you go with the heat pump compared to gas forced air. Yeah. A life cycle analysis. Well, there yeah, you go. exactly. Like and real data, instead of just like a very microscopic view, kind of a, a Hey, let's see like on a 15 to 20 year thing. What are we looking at here? Actually? Yeah not setting people up for failure, especially when they're kind of maxing out their <laughs> income just to get into the house. Right. So, right. Are you going to have um, a check-in with the homeowners like on a regular basis every six months with their utility bills and kind of do a comparison or is this all going to be done in reports in advance? Like we anticipate this home with these utilities and you know, insulation, blah, 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 windows, things of that sort. Are you going to have things done in a study or do you think you'll be able to have cooperation from the owners in perpetuity? I think because I think that's that's a really great question. And I think uh, we'll easily be able to have access because it's a habitat owner Mm. and that Mm. relationship will be throughout the process as well. So I think it'll be curated during the process and then just kept, because, and I'm also just a relational guy. So I'm excited actually that it's Habitat homeowners. <laughs> I'm so pumped because <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is so great because that's such a blessing uh, for someone. So I, I, I'm, and they're getting the benefit of that blessing, you know, instead of uh, a developer or anything. So it's exci- that's exciting. Actually, I think that's the first time that I, that I learned this. Um, cause I, I actually didn't know what the ultimate goal was once the homes were built. So these will be, these will be sold as habitat homes through their program setup. Yeah. So basically they're not going to be leading the build. They are just supplying the buyers, mm. which, so that was the last piece of the pie to get a buyer because I couldn't launch the project without them being, uh-huh. I didn't want to risk, sorry, I could have. I didn't want to risk launching a, you know, $1.2 million project and then getting stuck without having it pre-sold. <laughs> right. Mm. Oh, that's fascinating. So, so, yeah. so I've done a lot of work with Habitat also. Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very familiar with their model of home ownership. So are, mm-hmm. are any of those um, good strings attached like they would in a, in a traditional Habitat home? Like are the owners expected to contribute some like sweat equity towards the yeah. project as they normally would? Yep. Yep. We're going to keep it right to par. So Habitat can kind of do their thing as well through this project as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Wow. It's really, it's Amazing. really great. And it's just, it's, it's really neat because a lot of our team actually is from used to work for Granite Ridge Builders. And now we are all kind of come back together and created this team to uh, really take on this project. So it's kind of fun. 
Small world always getting smaller. Well, listen, yeah. we're getting close to time, so I do want to wrap yeah. up like a bigger picture topic. Now that you're kind of in the seat of development, um, we kind of have opened everyone's eyes to the the wild possibilities that are out there. I mean, this is just a taste, and you know, I I know you mm-hmm. got things cooking because you got to be a few steps ahead in order to accomplish yeah. these things. Yeah. What's your ultimate, what's your end game? What do you hope to achieve as a developer? Uh, and I think that there's a wide variety of answers, but give me the truth. Like what? Yeah. Why do, why do you stick with this? Because as you started this conversation, this is a very stressful position. So it's got to be worth it's it, so right? So what yeah. makes this worth it for you? What do you want to get out of this? Ooh, that's such a good question. It's deep too. I mean, for me personally, Okay, I'll give you I'll give you the real just real talk. Real talk is the best part of the project so far was the fact that the land that I bought from for the project, like Royal Developments bought, the first land we bought was from an African. And I lived in Africa for seven years. And nobody knows, you know, those little things, but those little things are what make it let's go. You know, like let's do this. Like these little moments in life where you get those like, okay. I, you know, I know I love the community aspect of it where, uh, you know, now they invited me over to have dinner. And so I think for me, my end goal is helping people understand um, how to actually do development properly. Because I think a lot of times people just go in and have a grandiose idea, like here's some lots, here's some great ideas. And they don't even ask the local community, do you want these things? And so I think for me, I think Royal Developments will be a liaison between the person that is in the neighborhood and the entity that is building for them. And so I think that is where it's headed towards. The truth is, like, I I realize I am a developer because it's the developer usually is a person that has a lot of energy to push through the crap moments of life. Mm-hmm. And I realized I'm really good at that if you boil life down. Like mm. I have not had, I've had a very easy childhood and a very great family I grew up in. And I'm just saying like, I have had a lot of other hard things happen and seen a lot of other things. And I, I am definitely a person that is a voice for the little man. And that's what I see rural developments as a protector of people that are going in and buying up lots cheaply from these people that are just trying to make a buck. And instead of coming alongside of them and saying, Hey, your group of Africans have 10 to 12 lots in Fort Wayne. Hey, I instead of me sit, buying these from you for probably pretty decent prices, why don't we come up with a project together and I'll help you develop this and understand how to do this, you know, and try to actually do that because that is the only way that we're going to bring back infill projects and things of that sort because banks aren't funding them. Private money is expensive. It's it's very difficult to do that. And so I think for me personally, that's why I see Royal Developments coming in and helping organizations like do this better because it's not easy to figure out how to deal with government, make sure you have a good architect, then a good GC, then a good this, then a good that, then this, then make sure they all know how to talk to each other because then there's personalities in there too, you know? And so- you get a lot of flavors together. You can you can have a whole project go completely. You saw it, Breck. You know, with the city of Fort Wayne, they were just dis- dis- disheveled, barely talking to each other when you you know did a home. And so you have to get in there and help people actually understand how to communicate with each other because they were kind of like not ready for this project in the beginning. 
you know, or I think you felt that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so I, I, how do I say that more concise? Because I'm a little emotional right now. I sorry. got you. My, here's, here's my, in a nutshell. Um, yeah, help me. Also help what me. you said. Well, I know why we get along is because both your team and our teams, and you know, if you ask nine developers out of 10, why they do what they're doing, let's say to get money, to get rich. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that 100%. was not your answer. It wasn't even close to your answer. So if I had to update what you said, why yeah. are you a developer and what do you hope to get out of it? You're a developer mm -hmm. because it's your calling and you hope to get out of it to educate others. I mean, yeah. that's been like that, a I mean, recurring theme in the way that you describe yourself and the conversations that we've had as wow. you're in this to, to reteach people what they don't know. I mean, Fort yeah. Wayne has forgotten how to build houses. Detroit has forgotten how to build houses. A lot of our country wow. has forgotten yeah. how to build houses. And we're relying on a market that is broken and on a banking industry and an appraisal industry that is just <laughs> making it so much worse, adding insult to injury. And we've forgotten how to build houses. So yeah. we're here to educate people on how we yeah. can build houses and show them what the future can be. And I commend you and your team and all of your efforts and working with Habitat and working with the city of Fort Wayne and all of your other collaborators to prove that it's not just one answer. And I love that there's no competition because I, I also don't believe in competition. There's enough work for us all to be busy. You look oh, at the yes, metrics, you're short so many homes for Americans so and on a global scale. Like, why are we fighting for work? Like, I hope you build 100 modular homes that have nothing to do with three squared. I hope you yeah. build container homes. I hope that we build 100 home HOUMs. Like, I, you know, I, I hope to see that everybody can succeed from this because that's exactly what this country needs. And that's exactly what Fort Wayne needs today. Well, are you going to run for president? I know. <laughs> I mean, I'd vote for you. Soon. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, man. Amazing. Yeah. So I, yeah. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate just all your help and all, all that you have done. And, and it's the, the future is very exciting. Yeah, oh, I agree with that. Yeah, go ahead, Claire. No, I was just going to say it's it's an honor to work with people like you, JT. Honestly, that's what, what we're calling in more of in 2024 is just we want to make good buildings for good people. That's right. Good clients. That's awesome. Good. I love it. That's great. Th thanks for leading in that. Your team has done a great job leading in that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, it all comes back to what, what I don't remember if it was you or Brock earlier talking about core values mm -hmm. and those core values aligning is what makes a really solid team. So pleasure. Is there anywhere that we can send people to hype you up a little bit? And if they want to learn more about what you're up to, you know, their, your website or social handles, what do you want to leave the people with final thoughts? Yeah, final thoughts is, yeah, we would love to talk with you. And our website is www.royaldevelopments.com. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on, JT. I think we've got a part two in store in a couple months, maybe, and do a little catch up. And uh, again, if anybody wants to learn more about this, websites, links are down below. And we will catch you in the next episode. Thank you, JT. We appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, JT. Amazing. Thanks, Claire. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Uh -huh. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you found it so valuable, you want to connect with us one-on-one, -on -one, click the link in the description to tell us all about your project so we can help you get started. 
and to get notified on the next episode here on Innovative Real Estate, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss a beat. Get out there, put today's advice into action, and we will see you in the next episode.